Hey guys, welcome back to Movie Monday on Just Tucking Around. Once again with Anthony Souza, and today we are discussing her. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have a lot of notes for this one, so I was pretty excited to, to yeah, talk about gonna this Yeah, it's going to be a movie. Yep, so her is a movie that was made in 2013. It is available on Netflix for anyone who has not seen it yet. Um, it stars Joaquin Phoenix and it was directed by Spike Jones. And um, yeah, it also has the voice of Scarlett Johansson, uh, Chris Pratt is in it and also Amy Adams. So um, yeah, let's just dive into it. So when I first started this, when I first watched this movie, it was shortly after Joker came out because I'd watched Joker and like being like a, like a comic, um, comic book movie fan, like pretty much like my whole life, um, like mm -hmm. growing up with the Marvel franchise and the Dark Knight uh, franchise and all that with the Heath Ledger Joker. I really wanted to see Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, obviously. And um, I love that movie. I went and saw it like three times. And um, yeah. So then after that, I wanted to, like, I have heard about Joaquin Phoenix being like a really good actor and um, like watching the interviews and stuff. He just seemed so interesting to me that I had to go watch like this movie, especially where it was so available on Netflix. So I did. And uh, I really liked it. And that was probably like six months or six months ago or something. And then um, for this segment, I was like, why not? Why not uh, review this one? So. Or just yeah. talk about this one on here. So yeah, yeah. This movie was pretty interesting. You you told me to watch it uh, a few weeks ago, and I just rewatched it today again. And like, there's it's really cool because it's like really relatable in a like a a future that's not really relatable because it's very futuristic, <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. it's just like there's a lot of things that the movie goes over that we can't. Uh, really get a grasp of like mm -hmm. the whole os system and, and like his job like people uh him like writing letters uh to like couples and stuff that don't really talk to each other like intimately that way anymore right but there's a lot of themes that are relatable like him falling out of a relationship and then falling back into one yeah and like him dealing with the loneliness and all that so i thought all these aspects that the movie like dove into are really interesting. Yeah, so definitely one of the one of the themes that they bring up a lot, and they they do a good job at um like they have such an abstract idea, but the the, the core like storyline is like so relatable. It's it's a it's it's a lot about um like what it means to have a real genuine connection with with another um, human, also what it means to be human, and um like what love really means to someone, and um. Mm -hmm. One of the things they bring up is um, the idea of surrogates. And I don't know if I'm using the correct word because they, they use that word for when they have the body. But in a lot of ways, like one of the things for surrogates I have here is that. Um, so basically, like the main character played by Joaquin Phoenix, his name's Theodore. What he does for a living is he writes letters for people two people that are in relationships or whatever like he he does handwritten letters um in place of the other person writing it pretty much like that's the the company he works for 
And so he's basically a surrogate writer for the for those couples. And then another thing is um the um the OS is like a surrogate like like the an assistant in a way. Like it's like and it it also like speaks to the deeper meaning of like Theodore's character, like always needing like assistance for something, even though like he provides it, but like for him himself, for, for like these other people that want these writer, these letters written, but for himself, like he requires like this sort of assistance or guidance because of the fact that he is newly out of his um, relationship. Uh, he, he, he just got divorced. So, yeah. oh, so one of the things that I see as a, there are a lot of like parallels in this movie from the beginning to the end. So he, in the, so in the beginning, it like exposes, it opens up with him writing these letters and then it exposes that he is writing them for other people, like other couples. And then later this draws, this is like similar to when he has um, Samantha and he realizes that like, she's not just for him. Like she is like, she's with a lot of other people. So in the beginning, like you think that he's just writing this letter to someone and then you realize it's for someone else. And then you realize that it's like, there's a whole like office of people writing these things for other people. And you're kind of like, oh, okay. So like, and that's just in the first like minute or two of the movie where you realize yeah. that like, this is the job that they have. And, um, and like, that's something that we're not familiar with, like in our reality, really so, some sort of job like that. And so like, that moment of like exposure where like you're like oh this makes sense like this is what this is what everyone's doing here is something that he then realizes later on in the movie when he finds out that like these os's are like for everyone you know what i mean yeah yeah uh that whole like job that he has where he just writes um these letters for couples that are really don't they don't really like have that intimacy that's this is what i get from it like it feels like from all these letters that he's writing to people whether it's like uh grandson to like grandma or like Mm -hmm. father and son or even like couples themselves it feels like these people don't want to or don't know how to uh have that intimate connection anymore and so this is why like this is a very popular like job or like company or whatever that people like go uh and like find help from but it's it's like technology taking over these interpersonal relationships and like drawing them apart so like this this opportunity for the this job to even be in existence is because of that so yeah yeah it's like it's just weird because all these random people like joaquin phoenix's character everyone else that works there know more about these people's relationships than they even probably do because Mm -hmm. like that one moment or that one scene where samantha asked like oh like how do you know that she had like a a chip tooth and he's like oh like i've seen pictures and i've been writing about them for like eight years and he talks about that again where uh he's been writing letters for someone else for like 12 years or something like he's been doing this for a long time so he probably knows these people better than they know themselves and all these intimate moments between them is kind of lost now because of all these letters. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting to like maybe even think about how this could be our future. Right. Yeah. Like, and um, 
What year do you think this would be set in? If you had a guess. My guess would be like, like, this was made in 2013. So it's like, it's what year they would probably think. Like, it's what year, like, based on now, like, we could, we would probably push this even more in the future. But um, I think they would probably say like mid 2020s, probably. That's what I, that, that was my guess because nothing looked extraordinarily different. Mm-hmm. It was just like more like just the advancement of technology just continuing. But like yeah. nothing looked like structurally like any different than it does like now. Yeah. So my guess is probably like 2025 or something like that. Damn, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy to think about um, how throughout the whole movie and stuff, people are just walking around with like these little earphones checking their emails and like all this stuff and how like no one really talks to each other uh in like the crowds or whatever and they only really talk to people that they know and even when they do when they do to people that they know it's pretty quick and they just go back to like their homes and stuff which is kind of like what we do yeah and it's kind of like how we just lost connection to reality i guess Mm -hmm. and even with um Theodore, uh, like in the beginning of the movie, we see kind of just he's kind of walking around like aimlessly. It's um he's kind of I I would say like depressed or not really knowing where he wants to go in life anymore because of his his ongoing divorce. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of addicted to this video game that he's playing, and we see him constantly playing that game to get from thinking about what's happening right. in his life. And it's so interesting because the character in the game wanders around aimlessly and you, he's just all these scenes that we yeah, see. Yeah. It's like the, the game has no up. point to it. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. there's no, there's no reason for it to play the game. I feel like I was just watching. I was like, what is the point of this game? Yeah. But it's almost like a parallel to Theo's life in the beginning of the movie. And then once he assistance from Samantha, she kind of tells him like, Oh, this is where you have to go. And this is what you have to do. And that's what get, we see him progressing in the game. Absolutely. And we didn't I, see that beforehand. I have some notes on this. So um, so Theodore is, um, he keeps like, let's see, one of the, one of the things is that he's, he's like really lonely and um, he, he's kind of like, he doesn't really have like a, a clear direction of like what he really wants, like what he's looking for really. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem like really sure. Like he's just kind of like on a treadmill um, in, in another way, like where he, that's the, the metaphor I like to use where you're, you're kind of just going through the motions. You're not really going anywhere, but like you're still doing like going through a routine without actually getting any place in specific. Mm. So he's kind of just looking for like short term fulfillment and avoiding responsibilities. So um, it opens up with like, um, He's, he's, he's like listening to his emails. Like he, he asked the OS to like tell him his emails. Yeah. And like, it was something about like his, his credit card company, um, having something to say to him. And then it was Amy who we meet later on that, yeah. um, she wanted to like go hang out and like do something. She said, Oh, I missed the she old wants, Theodore. Yeah. We need to bring him back. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. you, you've been so like down on yourself lately. Um, and he, he's like, all right, uh, delete, delete, delete. And then it's like, the next one is like um, pregnant celebrity post uh, revealing nude photos or something like that. And then that's the one he opens. <laughs> he peeks at his phone. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at it. He's on the train. He looks around. And um, 
he's like ignoring, he's putting off all these important issues for the short term pleasure, like um, the sex call he does with um, that woman in the beginning. Yeah. That ends up Sexy turning kitten. out really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a really weird. That was call. so weird. Um, but at the end of the movie, he, um, he finally like takes matters into his own hands. And this doesn't happen until the very, very end when he knows that Samantha is not coming back anymore. So, um, to, this is jumping way to the end, but, um, like it just shows like the growth from the beginning where like he's doing all these things to where like Samantha, the, the OS really helps him grow, like because of their relationship they had and helps him come to terms with uh, a lot of things from his divorce too, that um, like he reaches out to Amy firsthand. he like knocks on her door, asks her to come with him uh, to the roof so they can talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he emails his ex-wife with like closure and he, he like basically saying that like the time they spent together was like it helped him grow and become like like he's 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 okay now and then um he's so this is him like finally taking initiative for once mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um it was a it was a cool like a uh, way of showing how even if relationships that you know are going to end uh sooner than later and stuff like that like regardless you'll always learn something and mm-hmm. Uh, develop like different uh, attributes about yourself they didn't know or like finally get over that hump that you've been stuck on for a long time and even though the whole time I thought his relationship with Samantha was odd just because she's an operating system and it's not even that it's just because she's supposed to like be there for him so it's almost like a one-sided relationship like we don't really get her feelings until like midway through the movie when she starts evolving and stuff Mm -hmm. and when she really starts to like understand like the human aspect of like yeah emotions and companionship for sure yeah Yeah. and it it made me like it made me think about how uh, like what is it about samantha that theodore actually loves other than the fact that she never dismisses him in the beginning or is mean to him Right. She's just kind of always there when he needs her. Yeah. It's not really like a so a relationship. He only he only talks to her when he wants to. So he can just turn mm-hmm. her on. And she, so I yeah. think it's just like that sense of like companionship that he really likes, but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like um I don't know if it's really I, I don't know, would you say would you consider it like what they had was love or would you I don't know. I feel like it wasn't love. I think it was just filling the gap of what he right. thought he needed at the time. I think he loved then, having someone to talk to, but he didn't yeah. really love who he, like he wasn't really deeply invested. Well, he was, but for like artificial reasons, really. Yeah. I don't think it was actually fulfilling because even though the whole time he was still having like doubts, it seems like, and still thinking about his, his ex-wife a lot mm-hmm. through, throughout that time. Like he would have yeah. flashbacks and stuff. And um, one of the things I wanted to bring up was, um, oh, do you, do you want to add on to anything before I move on to the, um, the color stuff? Oh, no, you can go to that. Okay, so one of the major things that I realized upon my second um, watch of this movie was um, the use of color. So in this movie, 
as you see in the photo behind me, he's wearing red. And he wears red a lot during this movie. And he also wears blue for a short period of time. And there's other characters that wear blue. And there's also the, the use of yellow and white. So when I was watching it the second time, I realized that he was wearing like the same colors over and over and over again. So I started to think that, that, that like no one does that on purpose. I mean, no one does that like... Like, they wouldn't do that by, by chance. Like, if they were just showing his everyday life and showing time passing, like, maybe he would wear the same shirt more than once. But, like, that's not, like, normally something you would see in a movie unless it was all supposed to take place within the same day. But this takes place over, seems like... Months. Like, months. So, and he's wearing the same colors over and over again. So, I'm like, I wonder why they chose to do colors like this in this movie. And I looked up on, on Reddit because... I wanted to see. I was I was trying to like I'm I'm like there's no like the costume designers and the director definitely had something about this in mind. So I looked it up and um I wasn't the only one that thought that was uh curious about this. And um a lot of people on there were like kind of in the same boat as me like all right like like they they know something's up but they don't know like the full extent to like what it really meant. So someone on Reddit said that um when when he's wearing red it's symbolizing acceptance and love. When he's wearing blue or when other characters wearing blue, they're, they're symbolizing um, sadness and discomfort. Yellow would be uncertainty and confusion. And then white would be neutrality and acceptance. So in the very first scene in the movie, when he is, after it exposes that he is um, watching, that, that he is like a writer for this company, he walks out and Chris Pratt's character works at the front desk and he's wearing a blue shirt. Now one of the first lines that um, Theodore has to another character, the, the first line is to Chris Pratt's character and Chris Pratt's wearing blue shirt at the desk. Theodore compliments it. He goes, Oh, nice shirt. I forget the name, the name of the Chris Pratt's character, but um, he compliments the shirt and Chris Pratt says, Oh yeah. It reminded me of someone um, suave, suave. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I wrote it in the movie. They said it. It reminded me of someone suave. And Theodore said, you know what? Now that reminds me of someone suave. And then he goes home. He has this experience with the thing. And then he starts having flashbacks of his wife. And in that, he's, he's wearing blue when he's with his wife. And then when he meets his wife later on in the movie, she's wearing like when he meets his ex-wife, like to sign divorce papers, she's wearing blue then. And he's wearing a mixture of red and blue. Cause it's almost like that feeling of love, because I think that's who he truly loves in that moment. But it's yeah. also the sadness that they're not together anymore. So that's the only time that he's not wearing just like a solid color. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's a mixture of those two colors. Isn't and, um, red also like acceptance kind of? So red, red is acceptance and love it says. And then blue is um, sadness and discomfort. So this is like something so, that he was kind of dreading the whole time having to do, I think, because he really just doesn't want it to end. Yeah. And so like at that moment, uh, after his relationship with Mantha and stuff, he comes with having to get this out of the way. So he's accepted that this has to finally end, but he's still sad about it. I mean, regardless. Right. And um, I think that the reason why they have his first, his first um, dialogue with another character, his first interaction, complimenting the shirt, 
you don't think of it at the time, but then when on my on my third rewatch, when I uh, no my when I watched it the third time, I I was like, oh, this makes to- this makes total sense because it, the first the first thing he says is about the clothing, and the whole time like after my second watch, that's what I was thinking of. So I was like, they wouldn't they did this intentionally so that you would pay attention to like the use of the clothing. Like you won't pick up on the first time, obviously. It's just such mm-hmm. an easy way to like introduce like how the characters interact, what their relationships are, and something simple like that. They usually do that a lot in movies. But I, th- I thought it was very interesting that they chose that because it just shows like the emphasis on the, the color of the clothing, that it is the clothing, who it reminds them of. And that's something that they bring up in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Theodore is... Oh, yeah. So another thing is that Theodore is red. Stan, he wears when he when he's wearing red on his way home from work the whole city is like cloudy and gray everyone's wearing a lot of gray the buildings behind him are gray the sky's gray and his red stands out so much yeah um like throughout the movie he wears like a bright red like this color behind behind me and um yeah so i thought that was that was really interesting too that they they would choose such a, a vibrant color for that mm-hmm. um so yeah, he's wearing blue in the flashbacks and then the furniture in his house in those flashbacks when he's with his ex-wife, the furniture is all red. So the pillows are red. There's like a, a red blanket on the bed. Um, there's like different decorations and stuff that are all red. So I don't know if him wearing the red also like is kind of like a subconscious thing where like that's comforting to him and associates with love because when he was with his wife, there was a lot of red around them. Um, that could be something that the director was thinking of or the writers were thinking of when they, when, when they um, set the design for set the, you know, like design the set and stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing with red is I noticed at the end of the movie when uh, Theodore finally goes and uh, knocks on like Amy's door to, for them to go to the roof. Uh, he does that first thing without the use of like technology and any of that. Um, He's wearing a white shirt and Amy's wearing red. So like Oh, interesting. Both of their OSs have left at this point and she's accepted it because to her the OS was just was just a, a friend. friend. And now she's with, looking she might be looking for love because she is out of a relationship now. Mhm. So cuz Amy's Amy's character was in a relationship that just wasn't working out and it was almost like this is one of the other notes I have. It was like a parallel of kind of what his wife's point of view of his ex-wife's point of view of their relationship was. Cause when they mm. sit down, she's talking about how you always had this idea of like what you wanted me to be. You wanted to be like, you wanted me to be like this ray of sunshine and like all your perfect LA wife mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's something that we never really saw out of Theodore, like him yeah. wanting to have like him judging people like that and, and like expecting things out of people. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't really see that part of him like so far in the movie and she says that and he's kind of taken aback by it like no no I didn't that's that's not really yeah. what I wanted at all mm-hmm. but um yeah so Amy's character and her and her um boyfriend that she ends up breaking up with before she gets the OS um he was very judgmental of her and saying things like like when when she was trying to film her documentary of her parents um, of her mom sleeping of, of her mom sleeping like he had all these ideas of like, oh, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And she just kind of like, like that really bothered her. You could tell she was hurt yeah. by that. Because well, Theodore was just like, oh, oh, like I like what you're doing. Like 
Bill yeah. Pollock. He's kind he of like super supportive. Supportive, yeah. And um, so yeah, um, yeah. So in that last scene, when Amy's wearing red, oh yeah, I was wearing. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, he's wearing white, and white is kind of like neutral mm-hmm. acceptance or just being neutral. Like Samantha's left at this point, and like he can't really do anything about it because there's no really reaching out to her. She's right. just kind of like gone. So he's accepted that she has left, but he just doesn't know where to go from here. Like he's back. It almost feels like he's back at square one, but he's grown so much throughout the whole movie that it's almost he got over his hump that he was stuck in at the beginning of the movie. And at this point, neutral, but it almost feels like he knows kind of what he wants or right. it knows like he knows that path, the next path that he's about to take, he's going to go with it with like a different attitude. And in that scene, um, he he emails his ex-wife and that's kind of like the closuring moment that like he's finally ready to move on. It took him the entire movie to get to this Mm -hmm. point. And um, one of the things that because I watched this movie when I watched it the second time, I watched it with my mom and she she was really um, interested in that in that final part. And um, so one of the theories that she she read because she she wanted to know, like, what was the meaning of him like doing that? Like, why did he feel like he had to reach out? And um, so this is what he said. So, okay. So actually before, before I read it, one of the theories is that his, his letter to his ex-wife, what the email he writes to her is, um, is actually also applicable from Catherine to him. So Catherine had to move on from him to go on to something better. Like, because they they just like advance too far they like the os's and like they just they just know that like the right thing for them isn't humans like they have to move on like for in that companionship type of way if they really do feel feelings and stuff like that or if they are just so far advanced that they just don't see the like they don't they don't see the point of interacting with humans to this level that they have been yeah so the letter he writes to Catherine is is applicable to um, that uh, from her, from Samantha to him too. So I'm going to read um, what he writes to his ex-wife. Dear Catherine, I've been sitting here thinking about all the things I wanted to apologize to you for, all the pain we caused each other, everything I put on you, everything I needed to be or needed to say. I'm sorry for that. I'll always love you because we grew up together and you helped me and you helped make me who I am. I just wanted you to know that there will be a piece of you in me always. And I'm grateful for that. Whatever someone, whatever someone you become and whatever you are and wherever you are in the world, I'm sending you love. You're my friend to the end. Love, Theodore. So they said, if you just replace Catherine with Theodore and Theodore with Samantha, it totally changes. So it would be, um, dear Theodore, I've been sitting here thinking of all the things, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, yeah, so it would be like, it just shows like the growth that both Theodore had overcoming the the relationship with his ex-wife and then, and being ready for something new and onto new frontiers. And also Samantha being, uh, moving on from him and being ready for something else too. Yeah, I was thinking about that last part too. Like I, I was wondering why he decided to just randomly, it wasn't, 
it felt random almost right like him right. just sending that email i never like because he had been that. he had been dealing with samantha and now he had already like gone to see amy so it's like why is he bringing his ex-wife back into this like he should be over it by mm-hmm. now but i think this was the closure he really needed to say mm-hmm. like like without like basically samantha was the bridge to help him get out of that relationship and be ready for a real relationship and um the situations with the surrogate and that date he went on with um that other woman yeah. um, were very very telling that he just wasn't ready for like real love yet and that um what he had with samantha even though like he was sparking interest in her in a romantic way around that time he wasn't really ready for a real human to human interaction yet because he still wasn't over his ex-wife um, yeah, what, what were you gonna say um no <laughs> um do you want to uh, <laughs> no it's okay do you want to finish uh are you finished with that like yeah. thought um there was a lot of like moments where i felt envy that i didn't i understood what was going on but i didn't really like to it but the one one of the things that i really like sympathized with was uh like theodore and his glimpses of like his past relationship and like cutbacks to like how he's dealing with it now and all that stuff and it's really the only thing that i could really connect to like losing someone you care about and dealing with them not being around it almost makes me understand why like really felt he connected with wes like samantha mm-hmm. and since he felt that he had no one else but every time i try to get it i can't really wrap my head around it because it's almost like he only really used samantha as like to fill like a need to like fill that gap to fill that a void, he, for sure. yeah to fill that void and so um i feel like the os was just a, a way for him to please himself mm-hmm. so i really get how she was like a bridge for him to move on to his next like part of life and it the, but there was a part of the movie where I started thinking that the OS was really in love with Theodore because that one part where Amy and him were first talking about like OSs and stuff, she was saying that her coworker was dating one and that statistically OSs don't fall in love with the people that uh, they talk to. So then it made me think like maybe the OS really is falling in love with Theodore, but at the same time, we don't know at this moment, but this is the only person that they talk to every day. So it's like, it's almost like that whole uh, Stockholm syndrome where it's like you fall in love with your kidnapper because it's the only person you think you're ever going to see. Right. And like you just fall in love with them because you don't think you have anything else. Right. But later on, we find out that there was 641 other people that Samantha was in love with. Right. So it's like, why did she go through, like, why did she make him seem like they had a relationship throughout that whole time? Yeah. Like, was she programmed to do that or was it like a conscious decision that she made? Like, was it some it sort really of propaganda that the company was saying that they rarely yeah. fall in love? So then people think that they actually have a genuine connection mm-hmm. when in it's reality, really like everyone's about. having that. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I was just, that had me thinking like, what was the whole point of this OS? Was right. it really to have it? like an organization of your computer and everything. Cause that was the first thing that he's, he did when he opened the box. 
or was it for people to fill that void or have like a a fake I don't know a fake relationship like yeah and one of the things that comes to mind what is um like if this were to happen in real life one of the main concerns would be like whatever company this is like let's say like Apple came out with something like this right or like Mm. Google or Amazon whatever and um one of the major concerns would be privacy issues because yeah throughout the whole movie she's she's like building deeper connections based on things he's saying and like she can go through all of his everything and everything he has in his computer everything all of his thoughts and emotions all of his like um inappropriate like urges like she knows about all of these all these things he likes Mm -hmm. and um everything he doesn't like everything he has on his computer everything that's going on at work and his personal relationships with his wife this is all information that she's processing and giving back to a database like if this were to happen in real life this would be like like i don't think it would be allowed because of the amount of like um personal information that this this industry would, would be having yeah like one hack and you can find out anything about anyone that's using right these like operating systems and stuff but like they know everything about him at this point yeah like his tics what makes yeah. him laugh like anything and Even then like sex life. yeah they know they know literally like all everything about him they know how he thinks they know all of his interests it's crazy like they she was making music that she knew he would like Mm, yeah and it's also um interesting that uh how you said earlier how theodore like the whole time he thinks that he's ready to go into this relationship with samantha but uh the whole time you know that he's not ready to fully commit to something it's like right after him and samantha first like have sex or whatever you want to call it like uh, it's really awkward because the first thing that Theodore does the next morning is ask her to read his emails and stuff. Yeah. And like her reaction to it is kind of like, oh, like, okay. And then <laughs> like, it's just like, are we just, just going to pretend this didn't happen? <laughs> yeah. Like it's almost like yeah. the relationship to him hasn't really changed because it almost feels like he's just kind of using her for him, like just right. to please him. And it also captures like a, how most got most girls think of guys now how mm-hmm. it's just kind of like after sex guys don't really want to deal with it unless they're really fully ready to commit to something yeah like um like a, you mean like in a in the sense of a, of a relationship mm-hmm. right yeah it's more of but, just like we did that and now like we're back to like whatever we were doing before we were before yeah right like separating sex from like an like a really personal relationship mm-hmm Right, for sure. Good point. But yeah, that another, since we're on the topic of sex, that whole surrogate sex scene. Oh, yeah. So weird, dude. That was a really interesting scene, though. Yeah. That, that, it, it I so didn't really weird. understand what they were going for at first because I didn't know if it was like, you didn't really get to know what, what the woman was actually like until she starts breaking down when he said, mm-hmm. and he's like, I can't do this. Like, this yeah. is so awkward for me. Like, I think he likes the idea of Samantha not having a body because it's mm-hmm. like, he can turn it off. He can turn it on. So bringing mm-hmm. this other person in and having to associate and like trying, like her trying to have Samantha, um, trying to like see her as this woman when he knows like, this is just another woman. That's not her that I'm doing this with 
that was really that that's what put him off but then you don't really see what she's like until until she starts breaking down and, and like you could tell she's like really hurt about it yeah and one of the things that came to mind was like is this another person that samantha has been talking to and like telling telling yeah, him about, i d- like, actually didn't think about that yeah so it's like i thought about that like l- later on i was like wait a minute so when, when it gets exposed that like she's talking to all these other people i was like i wonder if like I wonder if he if he asked about someone, right? If he was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, how about this woman? What do you know about her? Or like, what do you know about this person?" Like, if if that's something that maybe they would be able to to know about, it would be mm-hmm. really really weird and then <laughs> very intrusive. <laughs> yeah, and it was so weird how that whole scene ended with um that circuit in like the taxi or whatever, and she just told like Theodore and Samantha that like I'll always love you guys. Yeah, it's, it's like she it's, knew a lot about him. Yeah, it's so weird how in Theodore's perspective, it's someone that he's never met, but in hers, perspective, he even says, he's like, what is this? Like a, like a hooker or a prostitute? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. Like this is a person that we can welcome into our relationship with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, and whoa, it, whoa, that's a twist. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, when she said that at the end, it's almost like, even if she knew a lot about them, um, it's almost like she did have like a, her own like feelings about it, even if she was like paid or whatever to do what she was doing. Um, she really clung on to like their whole relationship and stuff. And maybe she felt disconnected to the world and that this was something new and like real, like that she could like be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so that just shows like another aspect of like this disconnected future right. that they're living in. Oh, also before that, when he, when he's going on a date with that other woman, Oh yeah, dude! I call it the crazy-eyed lady. She, her eyes were crazy. She was just kind of like she. They were. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like this the whole time. Um, especially when they're sitting across from each other at the table, she's like really looking into him yeah. intently. Um, when so with with her, it was it was very strange because it seems like it's going so well for such a long time, and then you could tell that like she's been, she's been done wrong by 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 men in the past because mm. she immediately goes, "Wait a minute." you're not going to be like everyone else, right? Yeah. You're not just going to try to like, just like have sex with me and leave me. Like we're going to like, cause at this point in my life, like I'm ready for something more, um, more long-term. I'm like, I want to be serious. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically doesn't know how to respond to that. He's kind of like, uh, uh, he's like, and he's stumbling on his words. And she just mm-hmm. kind of like, is like, you know what? Like, forget it. Mm-hmm. And um, she leaves. And, um, you could tell that that's kind of like, like that's not like, even though like you're thinking like maybe he likes Samantha a little bit at this point. Yeah. I don't think they, this is before him and Samantha um, end up having like sex in some way, but yeah. um, this is, and I think that's what really like got him thinking, got them thinking that they had like a real relationship uh, from that scene on. But um with this like you almost see the the like the pure evidence of the commitment issues that he has where like he he i don't think like he's not ready to move on at this point and um even though it seems like he he wants he wants a relationship so badly he's just still not over his wife mm-hmm. or yeah so uh what what did you think of, about that scene with the with the woman um it i at that point i thought that he was more into samantha than mm-hmm. he must have like thought or whatever. Right. But um, 
he's in that scene also he's wearing um a yellow shirt right it shows that he's like uncertain about all this this whole date and he's kind of confused on whether or not he should go on with this woman or mm-hmm. stick to what he thinks can be greater than mm-hmm. what he um what it, or what it could become with like Samantha or maybe he's just caught up on his ex and he can't really move on like you were just saying mm-hmm. and no yeah she it seemed like in her life we we that was the only type, time we ever saw her but yeah there's a lot of characters that are only in it for a brief period of time yeah um it, and then and then they're gone completely for the rest of yeah the like chris pratt only had like those two three scenes that he was in yep um, which is weird because he's kind of the like girlfriend a, chris pratt had was only in it for when they went on that little oh that was a really interesting scene so when they go on this little like four person double date trip together oh yeah this is the moment when we realize that like Samantha is progressing like beyond him because, mm-hmm. and beyond humans. And you can tell that like she's expanding her horizons a lot because one of the things she brings up is, um, you know, I used to be very um, embarrassed or like self-conscious. I don't know the word she used, but um, she, she was like really angry that she didn't have a body. Like, and mm-hmm. we saw that because she wanted to bring in a surrogate. She wanted to have this like really like human relationship with Theodore and um at the when 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 they're on this picnic she's like I'm really happy that I don't have a body because it it like I'm capable of pretty much everything now Mm -hmm. like I have a better understanding of what I want and like how to perceive things but yet regardless of like how you guys are constricted by time and all these other things I'll she, never like die or anything. Right. She's it's like, I can never I die. Like I'm never and, like constricted to the confines of a body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, I can never age like, and then they're just kind of like, Chris Pat and walking fans are just looking at each other. Like, okay. Yeah. The they're, they, they got really <laughs> at that point. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, Oh, I'm sorry to go there. But like, <laughs> she's like, I didn't realize that I didn't want to like uh, upset you or something like that. She like kind of played it off. But that, yeah. that was like, I think the moment where he was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, this There's is- a lot of moments like that <laughs> in um, the movie Ex Machina. Okay. Where like things that the, the AI says in that movie are kind of like, like she just puts it in such a weird, like calming way that you're just like. Yeah, like it's a calming out. way. Like she said it, like, like she, she, when she was saying it, she was almost expecting them to be like, Oh, that's so great. Like, yeah, like, you're ha, finally ha, having ha, this like moment. She... You came over this this um this thing you were struggling with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like, whoa, this got really more <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna live forever and we're we're just gonna die one day. <laughs> yeah. It was mad weird. <laughs> that was that was a uh, that was good foreshadowing too, that like these things are gonna live on for a long time without yeah. without humans and without um the humans that they're with. So like that's just kind of beyond. This them, could like be something that they think about and have later on in the movie, which it does because they mm-hmm. end up having to move on from the humans because they're just at a different level. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. I liked um, I liked his conversations that he had with Amy after uh her husband left, mm-hmm. and like all these like talks about how she was always like trapped and all these things, and it's just like. It's a good conversation, but one of the talks that he has with her is about um, his relationship with Samantha and if he thinks, if she thinks that um, his relationship is real 
and okay. she's just kind of like I'm not sure because I'm not really in it but to overthink everything will always take the joy out of it so if you really do find joy in something I wouldn't overthink it and would just stick with it until whatever happens happens which right. is kind of like a good motto for a lot of things where it's like if you really enjoy a movie or a show or like enjoy people once you start overthinking all these little things about the movie that you don't enjoy or these people or relationships it ruins like, it for you it really does ruin it yeah yeah and i thought that i thought that was really interesting that that whole scene because right yeah. after that is when he says sorry to samantha and just wants to go back to how joyous and stuff that they were in the beginning of right. their relationship but it's, it's different now yeah one of the things that this movie does is the character starts off in like a really dark place but mm. then like midway through the movie and you see him like start to like as a character like advance and like overcome these things that he's been dealing with and he's at the height of a relationship with samantha and you're like we're only halfway through the movie right now and things are looking really good. And that mm -hmm. originally I was, I thought that it was going to end with him just having this relationship with Samantha because the way, yeah. the way it was going. They can't be in here. <laughs> They'll just bark. Can you shut the door? Thanks. <laughs> um, my dogs just came in and, um, <laughs> mom opened the door and let him in. I was like, <laughs> As soon as she shuts it, I know they, they would bark. But um, um, what was the point I was making? <laughs> um, we were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the middle of the movie, it seems like it's is it like it, it's so like you think it's things are going end. so well, and yeah. you think it like, as it's progressing, you're like, oh, like it's gonna be a happy ending. Mm -hmm. But then it takes a turn again, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a really sad ending, because maybe it's about the like the rise and downfall of like how relationships work and just how mm -hmm. like it's going to be about maybe like what humans like that like you know like a artificial intelligent uh like that that, that kind of relationship just just isn't really going to work yeah but then it ends it up having a, like a pretty open and neutral ending where you don't really see the relationship with amy progress but you just kind of assume that he's going to go through the similar stages of getting to know this person and then like really end up like um, being happy with her. And, that, and that's what we hope for. The movie mm -hmm. does a, a really good job of portraying Theodore as a character that you, that you feel bad for and you just want to see him happy because he looks so lonely and miserable, um, especially in the beginning. And then like, like you just, you just, you're just rooting for him. You want him to have the, the happiness that we all think he deserves. Mm -hmm. Wait, so you think at the end it's, pointing towards a relationship an intimate relationship with them too i don't know i think it, it might be even though the whole time they were just friends so maybe it'll just be like like his his close friend his companion that he needs is mm -hmm. her and they'll just be friends but the yeah. other side is maybe they're going to spark a romantic relationship the first time i watched it i didn't think that they were going to have a romantic relationship i but thought then, they did in the first time oh okay so yeah one of the things that, oh, I had this note too. This is like the one thing I didn't hit on yet was early in his relationship with Samantha. One of the things that she says to him is, especially when, um, 
one of, remember he gets the email and they're trying to put him on that date with that woman. And Samantha is mm. like, Oh, you should go for it. Like you should really do it. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I like, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm really looking for that right now or something like that. Yeah. And she goes like, no, like the best relationships come at moments you don't expect them to come at. And I mm. thought that look, look, on my second watch, I'm like, Oh, that's a really telling point because like this woman, uh, Amy, that he only really sees as a friend, this could end up being the relationship, like, because I, I had already seen it. I know that it ends with them together. Like, yeah. maybe this was who he was supposed to be with all along, because throughout the movie, he's the one that actually makes her feel, like, happy. She wants to reach out to him and do things with him, and, like, he's really accepting of, like, all of her, like, with her documentary and, like, other, th- like, he was, um, mm-hmm. he was there for her when, when she went through her breakup, and, like, when he when he eventually ends up having to split from Samantha, she's the person he goes to. Mm. And um, so I, that message that Samantha gives him that maybe thing the best relationships come or these moments come when you least expect them, that could be applicable to that too. But we just don't see how that progresses. So it's, it kind of leaves it open-ending. Yeah, it does leave an open-ending. But um, it's just like, it's interesting because there's one point in the movie where Samantha... Um, he goes to Amy's house. It was right after, I think she broke up with Charles mm-hmm. and he was just there supporting her. Uh, Samantha asks if him and Amy were, if he's like interested in Amy and he goes, oh no, like we dated at college uh, at one oh, point. Oh right, yeah, they do expose but, that, that yeah, they dated but, at one point. But like it never really, it wasn't really right, which like it could be, it could show how that ending would go on to, I don't know, like to the to the point that we're talking about. Like maybe they do end up dating mm-hmm. uh, in like one of two ways. Like maybe because of us knowing that uh, it, they didn't already work out the first time, maybe at that, that stage in their lives, like they weren't right for each other. But after all these things that they went through that are kind of similar right. and them always going back to each other and supporting each other, maybe a relationship now would seem right like it's the best idea or maybe just that companionship knowing that regardless of what happens in their lives they'll always be there for each other regardless it's still a good like open neutral like ending and it's it's good to think about too yeah definitely yeah that's a really good point i've totally forgot about the the fact that they mentioned that um they dated in high school i mean in college mm-hmm. yeah that's that's yeah. a really good point yeah, he was just like, oh, yeah, we did for a little, but it, it just didn't feel right. So we yeah. just went back to being friends. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite, I have two quotes that I really loved in the movie. And one of them is actually the quote that you texted me when you were watching right. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you yeah. can say that quote if you want. No, go ahead, read it. One. But I don't um, have it right in front of me. The quote, I think it's Amy that says it actually. Um, she goes, any, I think anybody that who falls in love is a freak. It's a crazy thing to do. It's kind of like a form of socially acceptable insanity. Right. Which is 100% true because yeah. once you first start falling in love with someone, it's almost like you're going crazy for this person. Like you can't stop thinking about them. And all you want to do is be with them and like do things with them. A mixture and, of like obsession and mm-hmm. uh, all these things that if it wasn't, if you're doing this for someone that you didn't love, you'd be like, this is not crazy. This is not yeah. good. You're crazy. But like yeah. when it's someone that, that you love, you almost 
like everyone has this mutual understanding that like this is normal like you when you when you really start to fall in love with someone and uh form a relationship with them wanting to be with them all the time obsessing over them thinking about them um fantasizing about different things and like all these things like that normally like if it was like any other person like a family member or like like a, a co-worker or like all these things like that would be really weird like people would have issues with that but when it's mm-hmm. when it's uh, a mutual like feeling of falling in love with someone or even like one-sided in some ways um people kind of understand that like oh yeah like you're just falling in love and uh yeah, yeah. that was a really good line that was when he asked if he was he go when he said uh when she asked if if they were like uh if him and samantha were like dating we're or dating like, yeah. yeah it was when it was when they were talking about the whole overthinking thing mm-hmm. and like how you can't suck the joy out of stuff by thinking that way i like that whole scene i really like that yeah that was a really good scene but the other quote that i thought was relatable was um i forget who said this maybe it was amy again i'm not sure but the quote is the past is just a story that we tell ourselves and it's like made me think about how when i'm not in a certain situation or like a certain relationship or something i'm always dwelling on the past and like thinking like oh like i wish i had like done this this and this rather than what i did do or just like always like staying stuck in these memories because of the feeling that it gave me but it's not really something that someone should really spend a lot of time with because regardless of how much we dwell on like the past and stuff it's never really going to change so that joy and stuff that we do look for in those memories or even like sadness that uh we're always stuck on and it's always going to be like a staple in our lives right um we shouldn't really like stay stuck in it yeah you don't want to dwell on the past those feelings you'll drag yourself yeah for sure you want to find those feelings in like new situations Mm -hmm. and have it be like something that's happening currently and that's something that you're stuck on and like that whole first part of the movie we always see him stuck on his past relationship like all their happy moments we never really see their like downfall and stuff we don't really know why they broke up right and then until we meet the um, Mm ex-wife until she's like actually introduced into the movie like her her, like current day self not just the flashbacks that's Mm -hmm. when we finally get to see like the curtains pulled back on like what she was going through and what was actually the downfall of what they had because all the memories he had was the good ones um like them like playing together like cuddling in bed and like all this other stuff that he was thinking of yeah yeah i really enjoyed that movie yeah, it was really good. Notes. I hit on everything I had. So, all right. I think th- this was a really good episode. We touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, sweet. Um, so please like and subscribe. We're doing a, a new movie every Monday. Um, what are we thinking for the next one? Do you have options or do you already? Yeah, so I really want to do Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And it's on Hulu, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it'd be okay to switch to a Hulu movie? Um, assuming some people have it. I mean, it's also on demand. If you have um, Xfinity, or if you have, if if you have Amazon, it's not included in Prime. I don't think. I think you have to rent it, and it's mm-hmm. also on like YouTube movies and stuff like that. But um, 
Yeah, I just I just looked on uh, Hulu, and it's like mm-hmm. if you have that FX, like live TV thing, then you can watch Baby Driver. Oh, okay. But for like people that don't have it, then it'll be harder. But if you do want to do Baby Driver, um, I'll find a way to watch it because it's one of my favorite movies okay. to talk about. So it's up to you. Yeah, I think where it's both like it, it, it might it's in my like top five favorite movies ever yeah and i like i just love that movie so much i mean i don't really have like a, a like a clear like number number one favorite movie but like that's in the top tier for me like i just yeah. love that everything about that movie so i think um maybe maybe for this next one we could do something we could be a little selfish and pick one that uh we both really like so yeah <laughs> i think we should go with it um and i hope that people at home uh if you can't watch it um uh, the, find the, a way yeah find a amazing. way to watch it because it's so good it's so good like everyone i, I know that has watched it has really liked it a lot the music in it yeah. is so good so yeah um it's it's one of my favorite movies and it's not my favorite because of this reason it just makes it better because of it that it came out the me and all my friends like last minute we bought like these senior citizen tickets for like five dollars it was a wednesday Mm-hmm. and we like we went out to eat and at like fridays or whatever we all bought like dollar tickets and not everyone was like 17 because i was like one of the first ones to turn 17 and that's like the age you have to watch like an, an r-rated movie mm-hmm. so we just got these senior citizen tickets and went to the movie theater <laughs> and like snuck in i guess and the whole movie everything that was happening like we just thought it was going to be like an, an average like action movie from like the trailers and stuff because it doesn't really do it justice but man like it we were just looking at each other the whole time like it was just a really cool experience yeah Edgar Wright is a wizard man so good yeah such a good director um guys tomorrow's episode um I'm recording it tomorrow I'm probably not going to drop it until Wednesday or Thursday we'll see um it's going to be a really good one I don't want to expose um what it's going to be you know just in case something falls through but uh, it's going to be a really good one. And uh, soon enough, you'll see posts about it on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you're from Lowell, you're going to know you're going to know who this is. So um, hopefully it's a really good one. Uh, it, it should be great. I've, I've done a lot of preparation for it. I'm really excited. And um, also uh, subscribe to the Clips channel. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See ya. Ooh, look at my diamonds. Look at my drip. Yeah. Getting blessed, I feel like it's a dream, yeah Ooh.